Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Swoey. Today on the show we got hip hop artist Ace Parker, whose uh, debut project Midmo is uh, on SoundCloud, um, and uh, his latest songs are uh, Pineapples and Only Things, um, which you can also find on SoundCloud. Is it streaming anywhere else right now? Uh, not right now. Not right now. We just we just kind of wanted to get some summer jams out real quick before we get the the kind of foundation of what we have to play the songs. Yeah, man. Well. Uh, um, Shit, well, it's timely. Well, uh, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Sure thing, man. I made us some coffee, uh, some straight black Joe. Um, man, these mid-afternoon shows, like, <clears throat> I just, like, I usually end up scheduling them, like, right before, like, I try to get it in before I have to go to work, because mm -hmm. I work it for 4.30, but, um... I usually end up like getting really tired and like I crash super hard around this time of afternoon. So like it's it's always like a drag like having to like I don't know. I feel like I'm always like fucking like falling asleep like when no, I'm, when I'm about to do this show or when I'm about it. to go into work, but um at least it's getting nicer out, right? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, would you yeah, uh would how was your day today? What would you do? Um I mean, I had a good day. I woke up, I worked on some new music. I'm working on a lot of new music, but worked on some new music. We're gonna get into yeah, that. Got ready for the day. Hung out with my homie. Now I'm here. So it's just it's a mediocre, nice, nice little chill afternoon. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, and uh, and you stay like over here in River West. Yep, yep um, born and raised. It, like you were born and raised in River West. Yep. Nice. Um, how does it like? Uh, how has it like evolved uh, since you know you were a kid and up to now? Um, I mean, I don't know. I just like I was. I always felt like a community, like a like a like a big ass family. Like I don't know. Like I always loved River West. Uh, been a lot of different places, but um, River West is always been home and like grew up here. So yeah, yeah, that's wild. Cause I just moved here last week, and I mean I'm from Chicago, so mm -hmm. like I mean. It's like, this is still kind of my, like, it's still such a, like, young adult neighborhood to me, mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure it's, like, different, you know, having seen it, like, you know, from, you know, when you were, like, way back in the day, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, Ace, so what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk about love and fear, and specifically how love and fear are, like, the, um, sort of, like, the driving forces behind your creativity and mm -hmm. what you know, what goes into, you know, um, how you make your name for yourself and just like what inspires you to do what you do. So I guess we'll go back, uh, from the beginning. Um, and, uh, I want you to, I guess, uh, tell me a little bit about like, like, you know, how you grew up uh, getting inspired by music and what made you decide to start pursuing a music career seriously. Um, yeah, I mean, I always loved music from a young age. It was always playing at the house, you know how it goes, Saturday morning cleanups. Right. Uh, or are you listening to? Macy Gray, um, Pac, M, uh, NWA, 
the golden age stuff. Golden age stuff. The golden age. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Brother Prince. Every you know y'all know. Of course, know. right? Um, yeah. And then I got into band in middle school. I've been playing the guitar too. I think it started in like fifth grade. Um, up until yeah, up until my middle school ages, and then I played trumpet until I graduated high school. So I was always like super into music. Uh, and I was in almost like all of the things you could possibly be for band and uh, then I also just kind of started rapping. Um, cousin showed me a tape, you know how it goes. Right, yeah. Um, and then I just fell in love with music period and then just rapping and it just kept going. Mm -hmm. So I was always that like annoying ass kid who was always rapping and always thinking some shit to say so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, were you like the, were you like one of the kids that like passed like a mixtape out to people and shit? Nah, I didn't do that, but I definitely was always, always, always rapping. <laughs> always, always rapping. So, I didn't really need a mixtape because I was just like, I didn't stop. <laughs> right, well, I mean, hey, I mean, let's, your your output speak for you yep. instead of shoving yep. a, a CD in, in people's yeah, faces. Yeah, definitely gets memorable. Yeah, uh, so, what were like, what was like, can you recall like your first time like performing? Like your first time like Yeah, actually I do. Alright, so um, I actually uh, graduated high school and as on my like graduation thing I went to uh, El Salvador and oh, wow. my cousin was living there at the time and he had been helping out in this community, uh, like building stuff and for them. And I went out to see him, you know, kinda of work out there for a week and also just, you know, kick it. And there was like a little uh, school that had like a little stadium there. And oh, wow. like, that was like my first time. So like I got to show him like some music I've been working on. And then also perform there. I mean, they, you know, like it's a different language, obviously. But I mean, hey, yeah. it was the first show. I mean, they, they rocked with it. I mean, you can still, even not knowing language, you still kind of vibe. So like, it was kind of cool. And then I came back to the States yeah. a couple of days later. And just kind of was like, well, I can do this shit now. So. Yeah. Um, was it like, I mean, it's that's that's wild because like i mean i would imagine people getting like intimidated doing a show like for the first time in front of their friends but you did it in a different country <laughs> i mean it definitely i'm not gonna lie it definitely helps if you know they don't really know what you're saying you don't be the way right you don't be the way but like at the same time you still like it's your first time you step out you're like uh i got it i got it yeah right but yeah and then after that it just kind of we kept going mm. Mm -hmm. So when you uh, came over here, um, what did you immediately start working on? Had you been recording up to that point? Uh, yeah, I had been recording. I mean, I release stuff, but like, I'd release it and wouldn't promote it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it'd be out there, yeah. but like, I know I wanted people to hear it, but like, I didn't want people to hear it. You know what I'm saying? So you just kind of, you kind of throw it out there. Like, right. All right, if it pops, it pops. If it comes up, yeah, in a it conversation. comes. It comes. I'm gonna say I'm rapping, but like you know, it's still kind of <laughs> like I knew I wasn't good, but like I still was decent. Mm. Like it still makes sense sometimes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. um, and then like so yeah. So after I came back there and I started, I I just started rapping a lot more. Um, what was the first project? I'm trying to remember. Oh, October. Uh, this is project called October, and um. Is deleted now. You Damn. Find that. Look, I was. We I can't say, be look, I gotta, look, I gotta say, cause I know people be like, <laughs> they're gonna be like, man, I gotta. And they'll find this shit. Yeah, no, I, I make sure that every time I like elevate, I delete all the other shit. Like, yeah. Fuck that. But um, yeah, October. And that was kind of the first 
project that was like, okay, these songs are decent. Like these songs are kind of like decent. Like maybe somebody might rock with them. And then I was like, all right, well if I can kind of make somebody rock, and I have the energy to perform, and at least get the live energy regardless of what the fuck I'm saying, mm -hmm. then maybe I can, you know, do this shit. So I kept yeah. going. I just, you know, you just kind of keep pumping yourself self up. And I felt like. Every time I took a break for a couple of months after I finished a project and got back to it, I felt like I, I upped a level. And then mm -hmm. you kind of, I could kind of see it because I went a couple of weeks ago back to kind of see the progression of myself. And I was like, you can kind of see how each time I had a little project that I kind of put together, it was like, all right, I'm a little better now. Yeah, right, yeah. I'm a little better now. All right. Right, you mature as, exactly. as an artist. And so, yeah. So, like, that kind of. That project is kind of like really got me like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this serious now. So, do you ever like look back and um, like uh, do you, do you ever like uh, like regret de deleting old shit or do you like have it on a computer somewhere and maybe one day? Oh uh, hell yeah! So I yeah. most definitely got it in a little safe drive. I'm not gonna bullshit. Like right. I'm a I'm gonna be the one to leak it, but like. Hell no, I'm not gonna let y'all see the whole process. Yeah. Hell no, no, y'all not gonna see the day. Y'all not gonna be the day one. The day one's gonna be the day ones. Right. But like the day eight, y'all gonna get the day eight material from on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm always gonna be like, all right, now I know this is all trash because this is this much better. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Every time I up a lot, then it's like, all right, I'm cutting all this behind. Because yeah. the people who who like like it, they'll like it and they'll have it. And if they want it, they'll be the day one, so I'll just shoot them an email. You know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah. as far as the newcomers, I want them to always see my best work. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like... Something that they're going to know you by. Exactly. I don't want there to be, like, all right, this song was ass, but, like, this <laughs> shit, this shit is cold. Yeah. I want it to be, like, this shit is cold, and this shit is cold. Right. So, like, you know, you have your nostalgia ones that just become as good as the new ones because you've been around. Mm -hmm. But, like, other than that, no. Nah. I feel that though, cause like I, I, I still need to do something about this. Like I got, so I originally tried my hands at a podcast two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, it was called the Slowdown with Slowy, um, and uh, you can still find the, the four episodes I did on SoundCloud. Um, but I each episode, so I did one with the Homewreckers, one with uh, Black Lamb and James Ashton. One with BG Good and the mm -hmm. other one with um, Trip, and uh, and it was all the episodes lasted an hour and a half, and it was just us talking about bullshit, like mm -hmm. nothing that was super relevant to like anything, like involved in like the Milwaukee music scene or how it's about to pop out or yeah. like you know anything that anything that like showed that demonstrated like our maturity and progression as like an artist. It was more just like me interviewing some of my friends because it was a fun thing to do. Mm -hmm. But like, I remember being so serious about that or I thought I was yeah. super serious mm -hmm. about it at first. Yeah. But looking back, it's like, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't know. And that's kind of, I feel like there's almost an innocence to it and I don't wear this like, you think at that moment, bro, you know what you're doing. Or you know more than the people around you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, everybody wants to be able to rap at the lunch table, but like, when you kind of come with something that's like, oh, oh, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, oh, that was unexpected. Like, 
you have that advantage and once you have that advantage then you just like well fuck it like this is kind of dope yeah. because i kind of am the only one who knows how to do this or right. i'm the best one at it you know what i'm saying that yeah you get that complex but like you still look back and you see like wow i really didn't know shit no <laughs> but then i still at that time kind of didn't know right. yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's kind of funny it's like i had like you know a very rough draft of an idea yeah, exactly. but it was i was far from the execution mm -hmm. and i mean it took me till it took me a while to like be like okay like maybe this is actually my true idea of what yeah. what i originally wanted to accomplish but i couldn't figure it out yet mm -hmm. and i feel like you know a lot of artists like emerging artists such as yourself go through that yeah. you know because like you know you don't want people to see that super like amateur shit you were putting out exactly. when you first yeah. thought you were doing something mm -hmm. um, so uh so tell me a little bit a little bit about midmo what is it? Remind me what it stands for. You so, told me when I yeah, interviewed you. Yeah, so it stands for Maybe I Wrote My Own Heart. And basically, that was a project. It was actually based on a tweet I saw, which is super dope. Wow. Like, um, it was one of those like things where it was like, yeah, well, Maybe I Wrote My Own Heart. Or some, some corny ass shit. But yeah. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> that kind of makes sense if you really think about it. Like, there comes a time in your life with anything that kind of like fucks your life up, life up, and there comes a point in the time where you start really seeing the signs. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, you either decide in your head or you just kind of say, fuck it, but that's your decision either way, to go, I'm gonna ignore the signs and see what this plays out. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you're breaking your own heart because now you're accepting the signs, you're seeing it, you're recognizing it, and you're just saying, fuck it, and Anything at that point that happens to you is on you. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of also taking ownership to your own faults. And kind of that was kind of the main concept looking into the writing process of Maybe I Bought My Own Heart. It was a failing point of my last relationship. And it was like, all right, I know this shit isn't going to last. Maybe I'll try to make this work. I know it's not going to last, but I'm just kind of whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, obviously, it's failing, so there's gonna be hella clashes. So it's just kind of like the inner thought process that goes into it and figuring it all out. And I feel like a lot of times people don't get that side of it because then it's, you, you just go through the all right, they broke up, whatever, mm -hmm. and how you deal with it then. Not in the time of like the time of, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like right where it's like all right, damn. Because I mean, you vent to people, but this is this is what's going on in your head. So that's kind of the concept sure. of that. So, yeah. So, yeah. um, so it's a concept album. Yeah, it's a concept album. Yeah. So, um, like track by track, like what's mm -hmm. like, it's kind of like, uh, sort of narrating that story, would you say? Yep. Cool. So like, um, I guess like, what are some like standout moments on that track or on that album, uh, in so, your, that you would say? So I'd say with Maybe I My Own Heart, the first track, I mean, it kind of goes into that. This is the first night where it's like, fuck it, bro. This isn't going to work out. You know what I'm saying? The first night where it's like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, we've been together for how long? Oh, shit. Like, right. Oh, shit. <laughs> so it's kind of like that fuck it panic mode, but then it's like, no, I got this, but no, I don't, but I don't, but I don't even know why I don't. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's what that. So then goes into like five minutes, which is just like, all right, sometimes with the world and all the bullshit that I have to deal with, and then all the bullshit I have to deal with her, it's like, sometimes I just need five minutes. And then it kind of goes into bounce, and bounce is just kind of like, all right, that five minutes is the club, boom, boom, yeah. boom. And then it kind of goes into uh, best for me, where it's like, all right, 
now it's like, all right, the club, all right, now it's like, all right, everything's kind of cool, we're going out, and now there's problems when we're going out. There was never problems before, but now there's problems. You know, it's little shit where it's like, all right, now yeah. there's, all right, no, 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 it's not, ah, no, but, you know, it's the back and forth where it's like bad nights, good nights, bad nights, good nights. Right, yeah. And you already had the big bad nights, so now it's all just in the back of your head, you know what I'm saying? But right. Like, but but the, now it's good. So, the, so then Autumn's, the song, Autumn's is kind of more of like the falling back. Like, all right, now it's been a lot of bullshit. Now I'm just like, all right, I'm done. But I'm not done yet, but I'm just like, all right, now I'm really just kicking it. It's on you now. And it's kind of giving that I'm a give up mentality, but I'm not giving up yet. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of ends with mental health, but after everything's happened, um, this is my reflection. This is me talking about what I did wrong, what you did wrong, and nobody's to blame. It just didn't work out. And this is where we are. So it's kind of like a whole self-reflection, like tied in a little buff, like going through all the stages and shit. That's awesome. I I'm glad we're talking about this right now because I similarly actually just ended things. Uh, like we weren't like dating, but I was mm-hmm. seeing this person and like me and her like both kind of like we we went through sort of um, sort of like those waves, you yeah. know, those good yeah. nights, bad yeah. nights, because mm-hmm. like. Um, Cause like there were definitely, there was definitely like um, uh, things about her that I really really liked, and there were things about me that she liked. Mm-hmm. But me and her like just had a lot of differences in where where we were in life, and we both kind of went into this whole like sort of situationship with a lot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Cause like eight situationships. Yeah, man. Ooh. Cause like there was no like clear like defined boundaries like we didn't set any boundaries like it was kind of just like we're hanging out we don't really know what we're doing but we're just gonna hang out yeah and there's no real angle the, the eternal vibe stage <laughs> yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. The eternal i'm chilling stage yeah but i'm chilling with you <laughs> right <laughs> yeah not yeah and and it becomes sort of like um stagnant because it's like well you know clearly i'm like we're gonna get upset with each other if we see each other like you know, like doing other shit like mm-hmm. when we're yeah. not together. Yeah. But at the same time, like we're technically still allowed to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, just, yeah. But um, so we ended up like talking about it and ending it because like, you know, we we knew we weren't good for each other at mm-hmm. the end of the day, and it, it's it's sad. You know, I, yeah. I definitely am gonna miss hanging out with her, but shit, like I mean. It is what it is. You, yeah, but like you know, you kind of, you kind, it becomes like digging a hole. Yeah. A, yeah. After a certain yeah. amount of time, when you know that like something isn't in your best interest, or you know no, that like, you know we're like, like with where you're in, with where you're in in life, and like where your priorities are, like you know something like that is yeah. like just you know not. It's it's just you're not settled with it. No, definitely, and I think that my project was kind of me saying, all right, I'm in this hole. And it's time to get out. But not only just get out, because you have to learn. That's the problem, is you have to learn mm-hmm. from your mistakes. And you got to be able to say, look, yeah, you, gotta, you have to self-reflect. You have to go through your nights where you, you look in internally, honestly. And I did that. And I feel like I learned from my mistakes. And I wanted to write about it. So, yeah. So it's a concept album. And it kind of just came together while I was going through it. And <clears throat> I felt like... Sometimes you have to have a lot of people try to seek closure within somebody else, but they have to do it within oh, themselves. Yeah. Boom! Man. That's a tweet right there. <laughs> That's some truth. That's a tweet right there. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Yeah, no <laughs> facts. But like, um, yeah, you definitely I think a lot of people have to understand that like 
they don't think that they do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Or they might acknowledge that they do something wrong because it's obvious or they got caught up. They, they don't, they don't really, yeah, they don't get the morality and the principality of things. So, yeah. Mm. So once you accept it, you move on. Man, like, I think that's like something many people our age are so caught up with is like looking for that closure and that, uh, looking for that sort of validation into another person. It's kind of like how we don't have as much of like a sense of self yet. You yeah. know, we're learning about, we're learning about ourselves. We're in a very like sort of, you know, nebulous time in our lives. And like when, um, and a lot of us feel like we make sense, we, we make sense of ourselves when we're in a relationship or when we have like a person that we're like, that we're seeing because it's like, well, they must like me for me. So that mm -hmm. must mean that like, I don't need to like, you know, that must me mean that like I'm secure yeah, or yeah, like I'm no, safe exactly. with myself yeah. now. Yeah, no, definitely. No, definitely. But that's also, that's why a lot of relationships can also yes. hold you back too. Because yep. a lot of people are in relationships but shouldn't be right now. Yeah, and I think that the, the another good point is like, the way that people love you, they also end up hating you because uh, and it has to deal with a lot of that security thinking that, oh, you like me for me, so I don't need to work on it because that's what you got when you right. attracted. Yeah. <laughs> man. Oh, <laughs> I'm hitting these hoes we're at the park. <laughs> we're <laughs> oh, man. We're starting a thread. This is a uh, love and hip hop now. <laughs> yeah. But that's. Uh, so since then, um, so I know you work with Fiji Smoke a lot. Shout out Fiji. Shout out Fiji Gang, Fiji Smoke. Yep. Shout out. Uh, Mike Kellogg. Oh, Mike Kellogg. Yeah. Yep. Shout you, out. Big shout out. I know you're working with those guys a lot. Um, so, um, and you came out with pineapples recently yep. with Fiji. Mm -hmm. Tell me about this one. Yeah. So um, that one kind of came. I mean, we were just sifting through beats, and um, uh, I think he's. I think he was the one who. Yeah. I think he's the one who came to me. It was like, listen to this beat. I was like. Like, um, yeah, you knew. You yeah, knew. right away. I mean, I think the the, the the course came pretty pretty quick, and um, it's just a groove. And we wanted to make a song that was just groovy, just groovy. But at at the same time, we wanted to make kind of like a the opposite of a love song, kind of the song of just the impatient. Like, even though it seems like I'm gonna wait around for you. I'm not gonna wait around for you if you're on games, mm -hmm. and so that's kind of like what the song's about. It's like, cause I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be down, but I'm only gonna be down if like you gonna be down for me, and if you're not, then I'm not gonna waste my time. So it's kind of mm -hmm. like a love song in the sense where it's like I'm gonna wait no matter anything that's going on in my life, but at the same time, if you're on games, I'm not, you're not my life. So right. look, I'm gonna move on. Yeah, it's almost like you took what you learned from Vidmo and applied and, it here, and put it in a song. <laughs> this is what's called growth, ladies and gentlemen. Man, he he grew, you know. <laughs> he grew. So what? Grew. Are, so what's the pineapple like supposed to like symbolize? This, it signifies sweet, but I'm hard to get past, bro. Like at this point, I've learned, <laughs> and I'm I got a shell. Yeah. But once you get in, it's sweet. Because life hands you lemons, but like it also hands you pineapples. I too. also hands you pineapples. <laughs> And rough around the edges, but sweet. And it's got some thorns too. Like if you exactly. grab it by the wrong, mm. by the wrong part, Fuck with the wrong part. Yeah, it's wraps. For no, but yeah, I mean no. So like pineapples are just yeah, it's a fun, it's vibey, makes you think, like, 
I'm not really worried about a thing right now. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the what the vibe was, is I'm chilling if you're chilling, but I ain't worried about a thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know yeah, absolutely. Man. Well, uh, I mean, that's, that's awesome to sort of see like your, uh, sort of like the the morals and like the the, the lessons behind your music yeah, sort of like of how it yeah like how it sort of transpires through a lot of your songs coming through mm-hmm. um and what about only things only things just a it was a fun jam uh it was produced by mike kellogg um and it's just it's just a nice little summer bop i mean we wanted to hit pineapples hard for the summer because it's a nice it's, it's a vibrant song and only only thing is just I mean, this is a nice vibe. I mean, these are attached with uh, a lot, so you're going to be seeing a lot more of these vibes popping up everywhere, but um, it definitely is is just something that is going to make you just dance. I mean, these are, these are songs that are coming with vibes, so yeah. it's really just taking You said the vibes are going to pop up like Pokemon Go. That's uh, what, that's what yep. you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good shit. So, um, so um, how would you describe your performances? You as a um, performer. As a performer. Because I saw you at uh, the NK Music Night mm-hmm. at the Miramar. Mm-hmm. Shout out Sunken Sons. All those guys. Shout out Sunken Sons, yep. Um, I mean, I, so I, depending on the venue, depending on uh, the time set, uh, I've been performing with a live band. I've been performing with a DJ. Um, I've been doing a lot of backyard shows, coffee shop shows, uh, Miramar shows, just, you know, a, a bunch of different venues, different sizes, and I feel like, I don't know, I rock a stage, I like to say. I mean, like, uh, with the live band, I mean, it just gives you a, a, a very different energy where you mm-hmm. can do so much more, and the music just flows through you, and, I mean, with a DJ, I mean, you still get the same hypeness, but I feel like the live energy just is a little different. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, I feel like, uh, I go with the crowd. I mean, I like to be pumped up by the crowd, so. Hell yeah, man. I mean, that's what, that's kind of what uh, I feel like, it, I mean, it's like, you know, we think as like the, the people in the crowd that like, you know, the, the performer is driving the crowd, but in a lot of ways, the crowd drives the performer yeah, too, definitely. you know, because yeah. it's like when people are shouting out, you know, yelling all the words to your songs or yeah, jumping you, up you and feel, down. You have to go crazy. I mean, you have to get, I feel like you have to give people exactly what they think they're paying to get and like that's your job as an artist is like you have to fulfill that that ideology or that that fantasy like i'm coming to see him because i listen to him every day yeah like i have to give you the reason that you listen every day Mm -hmm. so i mean that's what i kind of like going with my 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 mindsets with my shows because like whether it's two people in the crowd whether it's two thousand that's the right mindset. Yeah, that's all you got. Yeah, you can't uh, you can't be sour if you know not that if not as many people showed up. But yep. still got to give them that because you never know who's in that crowd too. Facts. Right. So um. So how do you like? How do you decide who your live band is? Like where do you like where do you find that? Man, I pick them. Just yeah. I mean, like honestly, uh, kind of the way. I mean, like it just happens with time. I mean, I've picked them. Um, from kind of bands to I picked them like here, 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 here. I mean, really, I have to vibe with you as a person musically, and we just have to kick it and be able to, to work. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people just kind of contract people and it's just like a job. I don't want to make it feel like a job. So when I pick them, it's more like love for the music, we're all getting paid, and like 
we're combining yeah. talents to create something new. It's not just my my set. It's, it should feel like a family. Exactly, and so that's kind of what I want to incorporate. Is just like I just want to bring everything together to where it's 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 unique and it's pure. Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of what the grind in 2019 has yeah. been. So should be. So that's Good. I want it to resemble. Good. I mean, I I, I always kind of see that's something I find interesting is because I see like uh, a lot of you know hip hop artists. Um, like yourself and some other ones I've seen, Mike Kellogg is another mm -hmm. good example. Like, have you know, live bands that are made up of musicians from so many different walks of life. Yeah, um, I think that's really cool. Oh yeah, also gives it just uh, originality to it. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, in, are you uh, you're cooking up uh, in the stew above uh, Company Brewing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Mike, Mike's OG. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, we cook up a lot. Dude, I, I, I work right downstairs, mm -hmm. but I've never actually been up there before. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's super dope. It's super dope. Yeah. Uh, we're in an amazing work up there. I mean, that's all I can say, but it's it's real nice. Yeah, so tell me, um, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, what are we expecting from Ace Parker this oh, year? Because you're, you're talking about, we got the summer bops on the table, we've got the live band, we've got, you know, all the originality that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. So what does that all culminate to this year? All right, so I mean, just a, uh, a recap of 2018, we're just kind of get, getting the foundation of everything to come. 2019 is more the hustle era. So like, you're gonna get a lot of music from me because I'm working on three times as much as I'm releasing. Oh, wow. okay. So um, it's just like, everything's gonna be just box shipped in there and then everything is gonna come with it because it, it's been weighted, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So like. With the bops, bops are, are attached to projects. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right. So I can it's tell close. you guys right now, in the next few few months, you guys are gonna be getting a couple projects with some of my favorite and closest homies. Great. And it's gonna be amazing music because it's made with just time, experience, and memories. And like, it, it in, in summertime, that's all it is. And so my projects will always reflect who I am and what I do. So like, uh, the projects from my friends are just essentially saying, Let's have fun. So the music is gonna embody that. So I have a couple projects coming out, and with some amazing artists and some amazing production from amazing producers, and amazing videos from amazing videographers, and yeah. How are you? Together. So how are you piecing together what songs are going on what project? Um, because you're working on you. You yeah. got a couple projects on. Yeah. Um. It really goes with the vibe and whenever I start a project and especially with the people I've started with, we sit down and we say, all right, what do we want to say and why do we want to say this and what is it going to mean when we say it? And uh, I feel like you can make a nice and, and easy song that doesn't have so much as a theme to it, but I feel like everything has to have a formula or at least every, you have to go in with a purpose and a plan. Mm -hmm. So every time we've worked on the projects with artists I'm working with, it's, it's, it's a vibe, but it's also a concept. I love concept albums because it kind of gives you an idea. And even if, it's, if it, the concept is to just go crazy, mm -hmm. you still kind of give it a, all right, I need to fulfill this gap or to meet this quota and, and we're gonna do it a certain way. Yeah. It's gonna be polished. So all the music that's coming is just, it's packaged. Hell yeah. Name a, like, name a concept album that means a lot to you. 
I feel like I was I was heavily influenced by M. So like, I feel like I really fucked with Recovery, just because of the. I mean, that's not my favorite album by him, but I just feel like just going through those steps and writing about it, like it helped a lot of people. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And not only did it help him become who he is now, but like that shit, that shit, like I don't know. I just I like story time and I like being able to articulate and being able to just spread a message. So that shit, that shit resonated. Totally, man, for sure. So, so how do you feel like you stay humbled as an artist? I mean, I think just knowing that, like, I value the people who I know work to get where they worked. I know that no matter where I'm at, like, I, it's, it's going to be a struggle. There's never going to be a point when you're on top. Because mm -hmm. as soon as you're on top, you got everybody coming for you. Yeah. So you still have to be on top. And I feel like understanding that and also understanding that, like, that doesn't mean that you can't make amazing songs with everybody else. Yeah. Like everybody's talented. Right. You can strive to be the greatest, and you can be the greatest. But everybody's talented. So like, if you're just a fucking asshole, like, you're gonna <laughs> cut yourself off from so much dope music. Like I don't yeah. know. I'm very for the music. So like, if not for myself and for everyone else, like I just want to make dope music with everybody. You can't do that if you're fucking a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a dick. <laughs> make good music. Yeah. For sure. So, right. Ace Parker, what keeps you up at night? I'm dropping these thought provokers on oh, you. <laughs> um, my niece, my niece keeps me up at night. No, I'm just kidding. Um, good music. Good music keeps me up at night. And Netflix. Yep. Netflix. Yeah, true, true shit. What puts you to sleep? NyQuil. <laughs> yeah. NyQuil puts me to sleep. Hey, then it serves its purpose, right? Thanks for being on the show, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, keep an eye out for Ace Parker's music. I'll be posting links to uh, all of his music that's come out. Um, and yeah, man, uh, just don't be a dick, you know? Don't be a fucking asshole. And love your woman. <laughs> love your yeah. woman. She's beautiful. Your woman is great. Women power. Black power. Hey, yes. Um, all right. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.